you guys, welcome to another pop culture episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McEady. And Kelly Williams. Obviously, it has been a while. We missed you guys. We missed you very much. We saw all of your DMs talking about how much you missed the show. And honestly, I felt like like when Wendy Williams used to take breaks and then she'd be like, I was bored. I was ready to come back. Like, I wish I could have shortened my vacation. That's kind of how I felt towards the end. Like, I was like very anxious to talk about things that were happening because things have been happening. For sure. And usually Troy and I try and keep like our pop culture thoughts to, you know, each other. We I don't text Troy about it. He doesn't text me about it. So I'm really, really just excited for a lot of your takes, as I'm sure everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> and we also obviously have to start the episode by just saying that obviously there's just like a lot going on right now. The internet is so fucking scary and I just, doom scrolling doesn't even really, I don't even know how to describe what it feels like to just scroll through social media right now. Like it's really gut-wrenching. And it's also frustrating that, of course, celebrities can't keep their fucking feet out of their mouth. And I don't know. I just kind of feel like if you're not informed on what's going on, you should just not have an opinion. It's okay to like not post an opinion on the internet and to just sit back and like try and learn. Um, Justin Bieber and Alicia Keys apparently didn't get that message, but hopefully, you know, our show, obviously we've been gone for a little while, but hopefully this provides some kind of like escape from just ugh, how sad everything is right now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And thank you guys for, you know, letting us have this moment to kind of get lost in some, in the grand scheme of things, silly pop culture gossip things (laughs) yeah some good trivial you know bradley cooper kind of shit (laughs) so to start the episode we actually have a kindness blind from a reader Mm, okay this is from someone they said i used to work at a theater that had a lot of celebrities come to talk about movies jamie lee curtis was such a gem we weren't allowed to accept tips but she would always slip us a 20 and john goodman would also do the same that's nice. That is nice. And John Goodman, wah, our dad. And for all of our challenge fans, I got some challenge tea. So it's alleged. Remember, this part is alleged. Okay. This is from someone who used to have Leroy as a barber in Las Vegas. Allegedly, Tori and Jordan broke up because Tori cheated on Jordan with Fessy. She was trying to launch everything, so Jordan and her made an agreement that he wouldn't hint or say anything about her cheating, but it's well known that this during that season, Tori and Fessy were actually hooking up, and it was going to be quiet and go under the radar, but then they were spotted together on vacation. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why people try and go into a challenge season in a relationship no even like come on i guess i just think going on any reality show unless it's like project runway or something in a relationship is just like a fool's game even like next top model it's like hard to for sure for sure um and yeah tori i just think i need a tori break i think she needs to take a little siesta from the challenge yeah and like it's so weird because years and years ago i never would have predicted that tori would be like such a messy queen. I know. And she's a chameleon. Like, I remember she started off as a rapper. Remember, she used to freestyle. Mm-hmm. Then she got with Jordan and she became like a folk singer. Now she's writing a book. I'm like, Tori, I guess you got to try and try it until it works, right? 
Yeah, Jordan was like her, let's turn our van into a home era. <laughs> you know, like she really turned into like that girl. That's so funny. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about, so I follow this paparazzi on Instagram and he specifically uh, photographs people in my neighborhood. So I follow him because I like to see just like who was walking around. And I think I've said on the podcast before that I see Bradley Cooper like a good amount and he's always being photographed in my neighborhood. So I always look for him. He has been doing pack walks all week, like every single day, like at my apartment kind of, which is crazy. And then the other day I, so was it, what was the episode that we did? Was it Hugh Jackman where they said that, um, Hugh and Ryan Reynolds were like hooking up yes so ironically right after we recorded or released that episode um Ryan and Blake and Hugh Jackman went on all these path walks through the West Village together and it was so funny because it was like really obvious that Blake had been calling the paps like all day because she's being photographed in different places and doing outfit changes and um no judgment no shade like more power to her But it was just funny seeing Hugh Jackman and Ryan together. I did think it was interesting that Blake was spotted without her wedding ring. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, they just want to get some more more press drummed up. And I guess like, I know I said I wouldn't talk about her anymore, but Taylor Swift is in her weird Airbnb era. She's like housing Gigi and Bradley in Rhode Island and Sophie Turner in New York. So maybe Blake's like, you know what? Maybe I want to live somewhere with Taylor for a little while. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, Blake just seems like, I don't know, there are some people I could say them being without their wedding ring wouldn't be like a big deal. But for Blake, it kind of feels like it would be like, she seems like the kind of girl that would never be without her ring. Like, it feels like really purposeful, you know? I mean, their whole thing is being a silly, goofy, married couple that loves to play pranks on each other and have funny captions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and the the caption of them all walking together was like, menage toi, three pals walk through New York together, blah, blah, blah. I was like, God, this is so silly. <laughs> Speaking of Gigi and Bradley, I just want to tell anyone, everyone listening, don't give them any of your time. And why is Gigi being promoted as like the number one beard now? It's like, you're, you're so young and beautiful and like, you are a supermodel. Right. <laughs> no Seriously. need. Seriously, like, and like the Bradley Cooper thing just feels so tired. Like, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like, is there no other man in hot? Like, is there no interesting men in Hollywood that need beards? Bradley Cooper, aren't we bored? He you also know? looks like so strange now. <laughs> he looked very not himself. In the photos that I saw this weekend, I was like, oh, like not attractive. (laughs) (laughs) So during the two weeks, um, I actually watched some things. They weren't good. I watched The Masked Singer for the first time in my life. Um, What a acid trip of a show that is. Yes. I watched uh, Special Forces with Tara Reid, who smuggled three packs of cigarettes in. (laughs) that's my girl and then i also watched this is on hbo max um the ringleader and it was rachel who finally spoke out about the bling ring Hmm. and 
I thought it was so incredible. I loved it. And I was really excited to like hear from her because we've heard so much from Nick and Alexis. Like we know their stories and hearing Rachel like take full accountability and not, she did place the blame on Nick, of course, but I was shocked at how candid she was. They all seem to place the blame on Nick, which is at least consistent. Right. <laughs> like it's nothing if not consistent that they're all like, well, Nick. So why do blah 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 blah? And I mean, Nick was the one calling paparazzi on himself, so like I kind of get that <laughs> for sure. I haven't watched that yet, but I really want to. I just didn't know if it would be like the same old, same old. But if it's not, then I'm gonna be into it. No, it's actually really good, and I always find it so funny that Audrina Patridge is the one who got like the whole investigation started. No, what did they take from her again? I forget what they took, but she was the only one who had like high tech security in her home. And I guess maybe because it was on the hills and like you could see yeah. the outside of it. So I guess that makes sense a little bit more. That is interesting, though, because she's like the most dealist of everybody that was stolen from. Like, <laughs> she had time to go through the tapes. Right. Like Orlando Bloom got like a box of Rolexes stolen. You know what I mean? Like I'd be way more about way more mad about that than whatever like BB jeans they stole from Audrina. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of watching stuff i watched the uh mckinney manor documentary on hulu and i've always been kind of obsessed with mckinney manor um i think in the past like few years like the internet has gotten really obsessed with it and there's all these documentaries and if you don't know the mckinney manor is this haunted house it's not really a haunted house it's called a haunt which they specify as like two different things but it's a haunt, in quotes, run by this guy who's just like a sadistic, I mean, psychopath. Obviously, he has a lot of issues. Um, and I I don't know, it it I've already seen a lot of stuff about it. If this is something that you follow, it didn't like reinvent the wheel, but it was interesting to learn in the documentary, like why he does this. Oh, but anyway, so what it is is he runs this haunted house and it's completely like it's psychotic like it's free and all you have to do to get in is like bring dog food so you bring a bag of dog food or like a can of like dog food or whatever and they he blindfolds you drives you to a secluded place so you don't know where it is you can't use your phone and they physically torture you like they drown you they beat you up they submerge you in water they put tarantulas on you they assault you they I mean, it goes on for like seven hours, eight hours. Like the whole point is to break you down to like the lowest that you can get. And you're not allowed to leave. People beg to leave. They can't, they lock you in freezers. And I mean, I mean, people's faces when they leave are cut, they're bleeding. They shave your head. They pierce you. They whip you, um, all kinds of shit. And like, it's just really, 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 really fucked. Like it's really bad. And he, like, purposely does it to a lot of people that have, like, PTSD. Um, a lot of, like, war veterans will go and try and, like, you know, fulfill some kind of, like, PTSD thing that they have, like, an adrenaline thing. And he knows that, so he fucks with them. It's really crazy, and it's unbelievable. Um, but the documentary is very good. It's, like, all these people that have completed it and how it affected them and stuff and it's just like crazy that sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> yeah it's like the videos 
alone are like it's hard to sit through it's like um, who want to think who want to feel like they're in a horror movie where is that is that in tennessee it's had to be moved a few times i want to say it started in not maybe pennsylvania or something it's in like flyover states usually um but he has to move a lot because you know it's barely legal um but yeah if you haven't seen it it's on hulu and it's very interesting well on a lighter note i ended up buying the only season of Buckwild, that gorgeous MTV show. And that scratched an itch that I couldn't even describe. Like watching that show was so beautiful. Rewatching it. Wait, I need to like look up the cast. I don't remember what anybody looks like on it. So the reason it ended is because Shane Gandy, who was one of the main characters, ended up dying like right after the show got really popular. And then Salwa was arrested because she was in a home that had heroin and oxy. So everyone was like, um, I guess this show's like shelved. But re-watching it, all of them are likable. I, I was like, wow, I can't believe I like every single one of these characters. Weren't they all on like pills or something? Like there was like a drug, not just that one person, but there was like a drug thing surrounding the show. I think so. And then for a little while, Anna was like really close with Janelle Evans, who we we have to talk about shortly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast photo right now. I forgot all about this. It's $20 on Amazon oh. Prime, and it's a beautiful show to get lost in. Yeah, that seems like a good like one one season wonder show to just like rewatch like every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good feeling. So if anyone's like, what should I watch? Buy Buckwild. Should we talk about Will and Jada? Well, I think we have to because Jada will not stop. What are your thoughts? Honestly, back when we did their episode, I think I said I was like, you know, it's not fair that Jada gets all the hate because Will just kind of stays quiet. I want to take that back. I mean, I think they should both get like shit, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But like Jada, she just won't stop. I know. And it's like, what are you talking about? You guys walked the red carpet as like a married couple. And she's like, I don't even know why he called me his wife. We haven't been together since 2016. I'm like, but no one else knew that other right. than you two. So like, that's why he did it. Because <laughs> you guys obviously agreed to keeping it a secret. Right. Like, hello. It is so odd. Jada is, you know, it's funny when celebrities like can't help but show how narcissistic they are. Like, sometimes they just can't help it. Like, sometimes they just can't stop themselves, like, because they really are true narcissists. So it's like, they can't, you know, they just get in their own way. And I agree, like, Jada drives me insane. And I've been really sick of listening to her give these exclusives and, you know, trying to make this relationship, like, in, in more interesting. It's like, we're good. We're good on interesting tidbits about you fucking too. But I also agree. I feel like, you know, a lot of people are very misguided and and not informed about the intricacies of their relationship and how weird it is. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about like, you know, now I'm looking back at the entanglement and fuck her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, don't let's not get it twisted, though. Okay, let's not forget the fact that Will Smith has allegedly been out here fucking every go-go dancer backup dancer 
male R&B star, whoever he can get his hands on for the past 30 years, he's no angel. Will Smith is not innocent in this. They are both deranged. Will Smith and Jada together are fucking insane to me. And someone actually commented on our Instagram. They were like, they are ruining their own legacy. And that's the best way to put it. Because everyone, I don't know if everyone loved Jada. I will say that. But everyone loved Will Smith. Even after the slap, everyone was kind of like, that was fucking weird. But like, we can still mm-hmm. rally around Mr. Getting Jiggy with it, you know? Yeah. And now I just don't, I don't know, honestly. I don't know if Will will be able to bounce back in a way he could have if Jada wasn't promoting her book right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know if he will either. I don't know what that would look like. But at the same time, like I don't know, people seem to really like if it's Will versus Jada, like he's winning. I mean, people are very much like you know, feeling bad for him and talking about him like he's this battered house husband who's just at home like you know, with his crazy wife that he can't control. And I'm like, they're both nuts. Like, if if he talked as much as as her, you'd also think that he was fucking crazy, too. He just keeps his mouth shut, mostly. And I have to give you credit on this, Troy, because I believe it was the grant... I'm sorry. I believe it was the Oscars episode we did right after it happened, whenever that slap happened. But Mm -hmm. you said that Chris was allegedly like a third in their relationship for a bit. And Jada kind of hinted at that. And (laughs) immediately I was like, Troy fucking knew. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been tracking them against my will for so (laughs) And now it's like all coming to a head. But it is interesting to see people's takes though. Like, especially on TikTok, people are very pro-will right now. And I'm just like, I get being anti-Jada, but to be pro-will... You guys are lost in the <laughs> a loss in this lost in this situation. Just be anti both right now. Yeah, like just say fuck the the Smith family for the, a, a little bit. It's too much. Well, I saw this and immediately thought of you. I saw that A twenty four bought the rights to Paris Hilton's life to make it into a show. And yeah. I know you love A twenty four and you don't yeah. like Paris Hilton, so I'm curious <laughs> to your thoughts. You know, I won't say that I don't like her. I just. I hate the way people view her. Mm. You know what I mean? It like annoys me. Um, but yeah, I'm ex- I'm very, I'm excited for anything A24 does, but this is going to be really cool. I don't know what it'll look like, but I mean, her life is like, so what's the word? Like there's so much they could do. Oh my God. There's so much opportunity for just like cool storytelling, you know? Like that's all I got on that. I just wanted to know how you felt. So one thing we've obviously gotten a ton of messages about and something that I know you have probably been following very closely is Janelle and David and this poor fucking kid. Like all of their kids, I feel really bad for. I don't I don't know the other kids as well, obviously, but like what is going on? So I'm going to say everything's alleged because Janelle Evans is one of the most, or Janelle Eason, her name is now, is one of the most online people, I think, out there. God. 
Um, so pretty much everything I have found is from the Ashley Reality Roundup. They're a great teen mom source and sister wife source if you guys like them. They also covered um, Josh Duggar's case really closely. But basically what happened during our break, I got a text from Troy that said, Jace ran away again. And I said, oh, no, can't be good. (laughs) (laughs) And he was found like two days later. He went to the hospital. He allegedly told the hospital that David assaulted him. Allegedly, it's caught on a neighbor's ring cam. So the TMZ reports that like the police and CPS have video of the ring cam recording. It hasn't been released yet. We don't know if it's confirmed, but that happened. And during all of this, Jace ended up being back in Barbara's care. And one thing that makes me really annoyed is everyone's like, well, Barbara's clearly abusive and she's not raising Jace right because look at how Jace ended up. And, you know, Janelle's obviously a mess and all this stuff. All I can say is Janelle took Jace off of his medication when he moved in with her. And he also had her stop seeing a therapist. And a lot of people think she ended the therapy appointments because of what was happening to him. And she didn't want Jace to tell people what was going on. So all of that has happened. He has ran away from Barbara's when he was with Barbara. He ran away once and tried to set her carpet on fire. So there have been issues like throughout the past few years. Um, But now what is happening is she no longer has custody of Jace, allegedly. Jace is back with Barbara. And each of the kids have now been interviewed by CPS separately And Janelle is now on a rampage saying that Barbara is the source that's like telling TMZ everything. And she keeps making like videos of her like rapping to Eminem songs about how much she hates her mom. And she's like, you know, the only people in court are me, the judge, CPS and Barbara. She goes, I called CPS and know what they said to me. They said, listen, listen, Janelle. We're not telling anyone stories, but guess who probably is? The woman who has the most to win. I'm like, first of all, CPS isn't going to say that to you. Right. They're not hired by MTV. Right. Exactly. So now Janelle and David are very much like on the defense. NT wrote a blind item about how they tried to buy a gun over the weekend. They denied that blind item. There were photos of them at a gun show. So... Honestly, I hope this is like the final nail in the coffin for those two. And the, and the kids on the land can be like fucking safe for once in their life. Yeah, and I know that it makes it really complicated because obviously Barbara doesn't have like actual custody of Jace right now. So it's like he can't just like willy nilly like, you know, go to her her house because she can get in trouble. And like, it's just so scary. And also I was thinking too, like, I don't know the whole, just like Jace in general, he is doomed. He is a sweet kid. And you know, with boys, it's like, once they get to a certain age, whatever you like, however you raise them is how they're going to be. And he's not going to be like that sweet, innocent kid much longer. Like, I mean, I, I just, it just makes me really, really sad. And it does seem like being with Barbara is the best for him. Yeah. He also hasn't been in school since August, apparently. What the fuck? And some of the terms that that's happening right now is um, Jace is living with Barbara. Janelle and David are not allowed to contact him at all. He's allowed to speak to Janelle if he wants to, but no contact with David. 
And also Kaiser, who's Nathan's son, he has already been suspended from school and he's only in third grade. Jesus Christ. So like, it just seemed, obviously we know a lot, whatever's happening there is like not good. And I just hope these kids will turn out like somewhat okay. Cause David Easton is like a very scary fucking person. Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> For sure. Like there's going to be a horror movie at some point inspired by David. Like he is really terrifying. And like Janelle is just such a piece of shit. She's like just standing by her man and posting that he does everything above and beyond. And now he quit drinking for a little bit to be like, because like he doesn't need to drink. So I'm guessing that has something to do with CPS is him not drinking. And didn't Jace refuse to be like after all that happened, he refused to like be around David. Mm -hmm. Like that should tell you, I mean, he's a little boy, like. Yeah, I don't know. I just, oh, I, I, I cannot stand Janelle. Like, I really can't. And it's so crazy because she was like, "I know where my kids are," and then she called nine one one saying, "Where's my son?" After she put out a video saying, "Like, I know where all my children are." And do I think like all nine one one calls should be released? No, I think there should be some privacy. But like in Janelle's case, I'm glad that they're always fucking released for sure. And, like, not you doing fucking TikToks to, about your kid. Like, you're sick. She made an Instagram story saying, Jace has been found. He's safe. It was over a girl. But I'm going to keep doing my own content. Girl. I can't. I cannot with her. She is so exhausting. And poor Barbara. She's, like, 73 or something. Like, like fuck can this lady get a break right and i don't think it's fair to put it all on barbara you know like yes her and janelle clearly were not a good mix of mother and daughter but she did like step up for jace at least for sure he's she's the less of all the evils you know like it's like thank god that he has her at least to like run to when his mom's abusive psychotic drug addict alcoholic husband decides to beat him up like thank god for barbara you know and i think the timing is also important to note because he ran away the day after janelle tried to put a restraining order on barbara so barbara couldn't speak to jace anymore oh what a sick fuck i pray to god she's not listening to this i'm scared of her (laughs) i am scared of her i'll be honest i know this isn't behind a paywall I know. I'm like, please, God, don't send this to Janelle. Somebody will immediately send it to her. But honestly, it needs to be said. It's true. It is. It's all true. I mean, we're not the only people saying it. I'm like literally scared of Janelle. I'm so afraid of David and Janelle. (laughs) Not me backtracking. Uh, (laughs) One thing that I discovered um, this past week that I wanted to talk about was that so Meta, um, who we all are familiar with at this point, has basically started their own like celebrity AI partnership and to me of all the AI stuff that I've seen over the past year that has really scared me the songs scare me the photos I think are pretty harmless but they can be really scary this is something that I find really 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 unsettling and terrifying and basically 
what they've done is they've paid all these celebrities like Kendall Jenner, Bad Bunny. Um, there's so many. There were so many people. I can't even think of all of them. Some like a lot of athletes. Um, these celebrities are being paid like millions of dollars. They've given their likeness to Meta. So now Meta owns their image. And they made these like AI versions of the celebrities that have different names. So like Kendall's AI is called like Bob or something. And it is literally Kendall Jenner. But the way that they describe it is that it's her conscience. This Kendall Jenner, I didn't even know she had thoughts. I didn't know Kendall was like a thinking person. Well, first of all, this is an actual Black Mirror episode. It's season one of the most recent season is this exact concept. And now it's happening. So you own Kendall, like you own her. And she's it's like a Tamagotchi. And like, she gives you advice and she's your friend and she's your buddy and you get to walk, be with her all day. And if you need advice, she'll talk to you. And it is a, it looks like you're on a, a FaceTime with Kendall. And it's really unsettling. It's very uncomfortable. And they've been peddling it to all these different um, TikTokers trying to get them to promote it. And the one girl who exposed it was like, honestly, I don't think that this is like, okay. Like, I think that this is really like this. You guys shouldn't be doing this. And the the representative that she was talking to was like, I also don't think it's okay. I also find this very unsettling, but... And, like, she basically admitted that they all think that this is, like, the end of the world, but it's a lot of money, and it's, they don't care. I'm going to ask Kendall Jenner what to do if I'm gay but don't want to come out yet. She's going to be like, date basketball players. She'll make a joke about a cucumber, and that's it. That's what you're paying for. (laughs) That's so scary. I know. I don't know how else to put it, but that's terrifying. And it's the most realistic AI that I've seen to this up to this point. Like it's, I, I thought that it was just Ken. Like it literally is like, and of course Paris Hilton has done it, but they have different names. Like Paris's name is like Toby or some weird thing, and you know what I mean. It's like I don't know. It's just creepy. It's very creepy. When my cats are healthy, they're happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when they're unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one reason I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. So for me, I live in a small apartment. I have two cats. And one thing I love about Pretty Litter is no one really even knows that I have cats. People come in and they say, oh, it smells so nice in here. I would have never guessed that you had cats. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in cats, including urinary tract infection and kidney issues. So good old Gail. We love Gail in this house, but she does have bladder issues. She gets UTIs quite often. And with Pretty Litter, I don't have to guess anymore. I don't have to like watch and see if she's going anywhere. That's not her litter box. The color changes and it's so helpful. Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it, and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up my place. 
Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash blinds and use code blinds to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash blinds, code blinds, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash blinds, code blinds. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, I can't believe that I've gone this far in the episode and not talked about Big Brother. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> first of all, where do I even begin? Because it's been two weeks. I'm trying to think of like where I should even begin this conversation. We're in jury now. So that means everybody in the house is going to go to jury, which is great. Uh, we finally got rid of Matthew McConaughey Cowboy. He's gone. It took us weeks and many, many, many HOHs, but he's finally gone. So currently, Felicia, my angel, my queen. First of all, can I just say something really quickly about Felicia in general? I've been seeing a lot of discourse on the internet, especially on TikTok about like, older people on reality tv and how especially with the golden bachelor which i wanted to talk about because i'm watching that this year older people are just kind of it like they're kind of iconic on reality tv because they don't want to be famous they just want to do the thing that they're there to do and then go home they don't want to be tiktok stars they don't want to they don't care about endorsements they don't want a spinoff show and they're also like so sure of themselves. They're not insecure about how people will view them. So they, the way that they act on TV is the way people used to act in like the early 2000s on reality TV. And it's just so refreshing. And the way that Felicia has just like become the breakout star, she has made this season so interesting and so fun and so funny. She's just like a wacky lady and she cusses a lot she's interesting she was in the army like she's just cool and she was supposed to go home she was supposed to go home this coming week and we just found out that she's like not going to be going home and there was a big huge blindside that happened that you guys are going to see on the upcoming episode I don't really want to ruin it for the people who don't watch the live feeds but two people are going to be going up on the block that you do not expect and this is just a fucking incredible season of Big Brother. I don't know if I have anything more to add. It's just, it's giving. And a lot of you have messaged me and said, like, I'm watching the feeds now. I've never seen it. Or like, I'm watching Big Brother. It's my first season. I love it so much. And that makes me so happy because this has been an incredible season to start with. And the diversity, our final eight or seven is like a 65-year-old Black woman, like, uh, there's like so many queer people on this season. I mean, it's just incredible. So that's all I really have for Big Brother this this week, honestly. Just keep your eyes peeled for who's going to be going on the block. It's going to be an absolute fucking crazy week. And if you don't watch the feeds, this would be a good week to start because shit is crazy in the house right now with who's on the block. Who do you want to win? Do you have like a favorite that you think will, who do you want to win and who do you think will win? I would like for Sari to win just for the, this, it would just be iconic, you know? Um, being able to watch Sari, I've always loved watching Sari on Survivor. It's always been really inspiring to me because she represents people like us. Like, she's a normal person. She's not athletic. She's a couch, she calls herself a couch potato. And then she goes on these shows and she's a fucking beast. 
And then she wins and she goes back home and lives her life. But to be able to watch her on a 24 hour feed and see how she like her mental game, how she makes people feel comfortable. She's always like thinking of jury because she knows like these people can't be mad at me when they leave. So she's so good at like making people feel like they're close to her and she's like a motherly figure and oh you're up on the block let me come hug you I know how it feels like she's just so she's always playing so I think Sari deserves it just because she's a fucking mastermind it would just be cool and she's a an older black woman and I, I don't think an older black woman has ever won Big Brother someone I wanted to talk about Jeremy Allen White um, he's from the bear shameless we've talked about him a bit on this podcast but when he got divorced a lot of stuff came out suggesting that like his wife did something or is now ex-wife did something so his like child custody stuff just came out and I don't think it's been very publicized I saw it on like the sun I think mm-hmm. or one of those but he has to take an alcohol test six days a week in order to see his kids and it's not being like publicized at all, but I do think this podcast should talk about it because it's one of those things where like his wife was getting so much shit saying like she's jealous of his success. You know, she didn't like him living far away, which, you know, she just had a kid. Like I kind of get why she wouldn't want her husband out of state. Um, but I don't think people realize how much you have to drink in order to get a six day a week test to see your kids. It's very lip yeah right it's very shameless like it's super it gives a whole different perspective to his character like and playing lip so well yeah for sure and like obviously I hope that this helps him like change the way he lived I just I always find it in or yeah change the way he was living is how I should have said that but I always just think it's interesting because he's an up and up guy right like he's about to be in that movie with Zac Efron he's in the bear and no one's talking about it because they're like, we have to protect him. We have to protect him because right now he's becoming a new heartthrob. Yeah. And it's like, I guess the thing about it that's so interesting is like, he's one of those celebrities who was already very famous to some people. Mm-hmm. And now he's super famous to like, oh, like everybody, you know? And like, he feels like a newcomer, but he's not like Shameless was like, started what, 15 damn years ago? Like, He's been out there for so long, but it's like now he has all these new eyes on him and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would probably take well to that. So it's kind of scary. For sure. Cause I feel like he wants that. I mean, we talked about it, him creating his own look with the chain and the tank tops and the Mm -hmm. beat up New York hat and calling the paparazzi on himself. But I'm curious to see how this goes with Jeremy Allen White. Rooting for him. Um... I want to talk really quickly because I mentioned it. I want to talk about The Golden Bachelor. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't watched a season of The Bachelor in a while. And I've told you guys, I used to be a Batch Nate head. I was a Bachelor Nation girl. Like, you, I wouldn't miss one of those four-hour episodes a week. I wouldn't miss it. I was in it. I was, like, hardcore. And then I got out of the hamster wheel and it felt good to be free. It felt good to be free because it's a very time-consuming show. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch The Golden Bachelor because I'm really into elderly people right now, okay? And In your safe place. (laughs) Yeah. And it honestly is in... It is 
so good. And I'm so happy that I started watching it again. If you guys are not watching The Golden Bachelor or if you've like watched The Bachelor and like given up on it, this is a great time to start it again. It is a house full of Felicias. And it's a house full of women that are like not really interested in like fame. Most of them have never watched the show. They don't really know the beats of the show. Like they don't know, you know, when the letter comes for the group date, they're like, what do you do with it? Like, they're just so, um, I don't know. They're just so innocent in a way. Like they don't, they're not like 21 year olds that want a flat tummy tea ad. Like they're just normal women. Uh, I've cried like three times watching it already because they're all widows and the bachelor, like the guy, his wife passed away from cancer um and yeah it's just really good it's like the cast is incredible they're like the perfect amount of caddy but like they're older ladies so it's like a different kind of caddy um I'm obsessed with them and they're all so sweet and I don't know I just like it's really really good it's I'm really like emotionally invested in it now you know what? I'll catch up on it so we can like actually have a conversation about it on the podcast. I'll watch Golden Bachelor. I love old people. Yeah, you you would love it. It's only been three episodes, I think. The third one just aired and they're so easy to watch. Like once you're watching for five minutes, you'll be like, okay, oh, okay, this. Yeah, it's good. We have to talk about the new Roni because I know the finale just aired and... Me as someone who's catching up on old Roni has watched this whole season. I will say like, I really fuck with Jessel very hard. I think Jessel is a great housewife. Yeah, she's amazing. I don't know if Jenna will be back. I think Bryn's great, but Cy and Erin like really (laughs) bug the shit out of me. (laughs) I have controversial thoughts about Cy and Erin. Ooh, I'm excited. I think that people... So you'll find with like Housewives viewers that like all of us think that we're producers. Mm. We all think we're Carlos King. Like everybody thinks that they are, you know, an, a veteran reality television producer. We all know best. And everybody is talking about how they want sci fire because she's so annoying and she's so aggravating. And, you know, she's a bitch and she's not a girl's girl and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you guys not know what a reality TV villain is? True. Like, Do you guys not understand how hard it is to be a compelling reality TV villain? It's not easy. And like, not only is she frustrating, it's like, she's also like really vulnerable. She shares everything more than anybody else on that damn show, to be honest with you. Like as much as I love Jenna, it's like, or I'll use um, Uba as an example. All I know about Uba is that she has hot sauce. I don't know shit about that woman. She's beautiful and she has hot sauce. That is it. Like, I don't think that I, would I want to get lunch with Sai? Never. But like, am I compelled by her? Yeah. I think she stirs shit up. She's the only person that's really brought like drama to the show and people really hate her. And I'm like, what you guys don't realize is that if you hate her that much, if people hate her enough for her to be like, the only thing that people are talking about on TikTok, it's because she's a good villain. Yeah, that's true. Like, as much shit as I talk about Spencer Pratt, I know who Spencer Pratt is for TV. Yeah. Like, you can't, you just, 
some people have it and some people don't. And I, I'm sorry. I think she's got it. And I also, I hate to say this because God knows uh, I don't want to praise this woman. But like Aaron is also kind of the same to me. Like she's a great villain and she stirs shit up. Like she's the one that's always got pot stirring and she's always getting things going and like I think the way that Aaron produces is really entertaining versus like Bryn sometimes I think she produces too hard like that finale where she's like let's talk about all the stuff we hate about each other it's like that's self-producing in a way that's like annoying to me I agree with you with Bryn Bryn I it's like we get it you fuck you love a date You might want to make out with a girl. And we love that. Like, that's a cool, cool thing. But, like, I would love to see more of her when, like, she got the tree for her Mimi. Or talking about her childhood. Because it's like, okay, you're getting a picture with all the husbands. That's funny, I guess. But you you picking out a tree and crying was, like, beautiful to watch. I 1000% agree. I do think that she's a natural reality star. For sure. She would have been great on, like, the real world. Oh, a lot of people talk about her being on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise. And I get that. Like, she's I can see her on so many different shows. I think she's just she's just got whatever that natural thing is. Um, I still love Jenna, but I would like a little bit more from Jenna about her life. <laughs> like, I love the product placement. I love the looks. I love the apartment. And I like Jenna, like as a person. But, like, Jenna was just hanging out with fucking Usher. You know what I mean? Like, I want your life, girl. I want Jenna's life. Like, I don't want to find out a week after you broke up with your girlfriend that you even had one. Right. And now she's engaged to a woman. And at least she's, like, she's being open about that, I guess. But, yeah. Do you think she'll be back? Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I kind of look at her as, like, a Carol and I feel like she'll um, she'll begrudgingly keep coming back. Like, maybe she won't want to. But, like, you know, there's no better promotion than Housewives. There's just, I always say Housewives is the best infomercial that has ever existed. And she's a smart businesswoman. I think even, like, I don't know, I think she's been really strategic the whole time. Even her wearing jeans to the reunion is her being like, I'm Jenna Lyons and I'm not a, a normal housewife. You know, so I think she'll come back. I think she will. What okay. do you think? I don't know. I don't know if she will or just be like a friend of. Mm, I could see that too. Because I think that's what will happen with Uba for sure. Mm, Uba gives friend. <laughs> yeah, like very fun to look at, but... <laughs> Like, girl, I literally don't know shit about you. Like, how have I been watching you for five months and I don't know shit about you except for Uber Hot? (laughs) Now, before we get into the Britney of everything that's happened today, um, I just want to say Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd, they're two country singers, they just announced they're splitting. And if you listen to our country music episode that's on Patreon, you should not be surprised by this. Allegedly, Ryan has been cheating on her for many, 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 many years. Okay, I don't think I know who they are. <laughs> You'll know some of Marin's songs if you look it up, like The Middle. I'm sure you know that one with Zed. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. the one who like fought the Aldines. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So I, I just found that interesting and we got a few DMs about it. So just wanted to say like, there have been a lot of rumors about Ryan cheating on her for years and years and years. And in my opinion, he's very much like Kelsey Ballerini's ex-husband, just kind of like using her name to, to become more famous. I mean, he's talented. He's a, I'm not trying to say he's not a good singer, but like Marin Morris is the name. Right. Yeah. She's the, the way that you said that was funny. She <laughs> is the name. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? I get it. Oh, let's talk about this damn book that's going to kill me. Jesus Christ, this book it isn't even out yet. Um, So we were recording this on Tuesday, October 17th. And as of like, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes ago, um, People Magazine broke a story that Justin and Brittany... Uh, that Britney basically got pregnant when she was with Justin and that he um, made her get an abortion because he didn't want to be a dad. And I I just found it out. So I'm like still like, I'm still having a moment of trying to, you know, like grapple with it all. But I'm just like, he must be freaking the fuck out. I really believe all those headlines now about him being really, really nervous and like desperately reaching out to these publishers about what's in the book. I believe it now. I'm also very worried for whatever she has to say about Colin Farrell. Like now that I know this part about Justin Timberlake, I'm like, maybe I'll skip the Colin chapter. I, my God. And I have a somebody that I follow or somebody who follows um, me on Instagram DM me and said that he like knew somebody that got like a, they work at a bookstore and like, got like copies of the book and like he read it and said that it's like extremely revealing like it's like really 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 revealing and like there's a lot of bombshells like that pregnancy one so I'm just I'm scared I'm nervous I'm excited and I also um I was reading too about how like her publishers are really upset that she's not promoting the book and that she's not doing like a traditional book tour and to me, it's like, honestly, and I'm not even just saying this because it's her, it's kind of iconic because she's never been allowed to choose how she promotes something. Mm. And she's always been forced into like a really rigorous, you know, intense, like fully filled schedule when stuff comes out of hers. So I think the fact that she's just kind of doing literally whatever she wants is cool. It reminds me of original doll Mona Lisa era, Britney, like, her just showing up to a radio station and being like, this is my new song, things like that. So I, I think that it's really cool that she's just kind of like, read the book, fuck you. Also, how would it be fair if she was to do a book tour? Cause you know, everyone would be like, oh my God, did you see she blinked slowly here? She slurred mm-hmm. her words right there. She knows how she would be treated. So good for her for no, like fuck the media for doing that to her, but also good for her for not allowing them to do that for this project that is so hers and hers alone. I totally agree. Every time she's ever tried to do that before, she's been ridiculed. Like she tried to do this with Matt Lauer. You know what I mean? She's already had this moment 30 times. She tried to do this with Diane Sawyer, explain herself and like, you know, explain her her thought process to the public. And all they did was make fun of her. Um, Even with For the Record, when she tried to explain herself, it wasn't received until... 10 years later, people were like, huh, 
you know what I mean? So I don't blame her at all for not wanting to talk to people. I'm just like, it's crazy to me that people think that they still deserve that from her. I know. And I even saw people commenting like, why is she doing this? It's been over 20 years. Move on from it. It's like, if you don't want people to write badly about you, maybe you should have treated them better. Yeah. Agree. Oh, God. I hope that she's fucking salts the earth <laughs> burn it all down burn every bridge who cares at this point like and i'm also now that we've had so much time to think about her weird wedding and her relationship with sam i'm like everybody that was at that wedding and i'm saying everybody they were in on some weird shit that was not okay they took part in something really really icky and human trafficky and weird and it just feels like what the fuck were you all doing like i hope she burns every bridge she ever built at this point because <laughs> who cares you know were you shocked that michelle williams is re is doing the audiobook because honestly when i read that i was like it made me emotional and i don't know why but something about yeah. michelle williams to me is so comforting Yes, I totally get that. I was surprised. I thought I had a whole list of people I thought it would be. Um, Kate Hudson was on that list. I thought it would be Kate for some reason. Um, but I just I love Michelle Williams and it's so it's so highbrow. It's so like pointy-toity that it's Michelle Williams, you know? And she has um, such a gentle voice that like I know yeah. she will tell the story in an emotional way. Yes. She's going to try and get me to cry. Exactly. <laughs> For sure, for sure. She, I'm really happy about that. And it, it made me feel like, I don't know, it's just like, I can see Britney being like a huge Michelle Williams fan. Like that just registers to me. So I like it. I really like that it's her. So I'm sure next week we'll have much more to say about the Britney book because... I want. I wonder if Justin will even address it. But also, to me, it's so funny that Justin's kind of like on a high because he he's back with Insync, and Brittany's like, "Fuck you." I hope that she talks about all the shit that he talked about Insync. I hope that that's what she talks. She literally says everything that he ever said behind their backs. Because you know, Lance Bass will make a TikTok about it. Yeah, on whatever serious XM show he's hosting at the moment. So obviously it's spooky season. Um, we have gotten a lot of messages about like movie recommendations. And I always get messages of people being like, I'm high. What do I watch? <laughs> Which is like my favorite thing. Um, so I'm just going to give you some of my recommendations. I, you know, there are some movies on here that you may not like. I am a classics girl. I like the classics. I like classic slashers like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, if you're going to sit down and watch the classics, I will tell you which ones to watch because you don't have to watch 17 entries of these franchises. So, and make sure that you have a pen and paper handy. Okay. Write this down, put it in your notes app. <laughs> so Nightmare on Elm Street is incredible. It's my absolute favorite slasher. I would watch the first one. I would all also watch the third one. The third one is the most important on the list. It's one of the best horror movies of all time. And there's a really great one called New Nightmare, um, which inspired Scream. It's what gave Wes Craven the idea for Scream. And when you watch it, like, you'll totally get that. Um, watch all of the Screams. If you somehow have not seen Scream, watch Scream. 
watch all of the fucking screams. My God. Any millennial who hasn't seen Scream, watch Scream. Uh, what else? Friday the 13th. You can watch any of those. They're kind of all the same, but they're just very, very fucking fun. I would definitely watch the first one. There's a really great one with Corey Haim. It's called Friday the 13th New Chapter. Or Corey Feldman, sorry. Baby Corey Feldman. He's so good. It's one of the best ones. Um, What else? There's also always, if you're looking for recommendations for stuff to go see, do not go see The Exorcist. If you have taste or class, don't go see The Exorcist. Just watch the original Exorcist at home. Um, go see Saw. Saw was incredible. It was so good. It was like a, it felt like not a reboot, but like it like revived this franchise that kind of feels dead. So Saw was incredible. Cannot recommend it enough. And if you're looking for something highbrow, I would watch an A24 movie. If you've not seen Hereditary or Midsummer, um, watch some something fun A24. Those are all good. It follows. Those are all great. Yeah. We just want to remind you guys, we still have tickets for our New York and Boston shows. We want to see you there. We have a new game added to the live show which will be very fun and you guys are going to help us with that the audience is very involved with our shows yeah the audience screams shit at us they get rowdy drunk and yeah it's like it turns into a wwe match honestly <laughs> troy has body slammed me through many a table show. <laughs> we take turns choke slamming each other it's fun but thank you guys so much for listening. We're happy to be back with season five. Um, it's really going to be a doozy of a season. We're starting off on Patreon with someone that we've talked about since the start of this series. So <laughs> October just seems to be gearing up to be, I mean, it's halfway through, but it's just been a crazy month and the rest of it is going to be insane celebrity wise. Happy spooky season. And yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. If you need more movie recommendations, feel free to DM me. If you've seen the ones that I talked about, if you need more, I don't mind. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. You guys, we did something we don't typically do. So this is like a little after, after party on the pop culture episode. But I got a DM and I just found out about the Iris Timberlake conspiracy um uh, allegedly there's a conspiracy theory going around tiktok that justin has a secret daughter allegedly justin got someone pregnant while still with britney in early 2002 and that's the reason they broke up she has tons of photos with him and his sons but her mental health seems pretty concerning and her profile is a x o l o t l underscore three thousand Apparently there was a full Reddit thread that she put together, but it's been taken down. I haven't had time to dive into her Instagram just yet. I'm sure that'll be a fun activity for me tonight. <laughs> All I'm seeing is like a lot of screenshots that she's posting. I am so manic right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. And I don't know if we talked about this when we talked about like the Britney Justin news um first because we usually record pop culture last for this reason exactly but i've been thinking about it more in the fucking audacity of that man to go around on snl and be like well i took her virginity and to like slut shamer for years and to put out 
um, Crimea River. Like, I know people are trying to say this isn't a big deal because they both agreed to it. It's 20 years ago. But the way that he treated Britney after that is like, again, like while we were recording the other episodes, I was like, I'm more mad than I admitted on the original like pop culture. Yeah. Well, because it's already insane. But then when you factor in that she had just lost this child and he knew, and obviously that would like wear on your mental health. Right. Knew. It's like, it's like he's much, I don't know. I just, I think that people confuse sometimes maybe celebrities being assholes with just like them being full ass sinister villains that's some sinister, evil, dark villain shit. That's not being a douche. That's like very, very evil. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Ugh. God, I really didn't think I had the capacity to hate him more. I didn't. I didn't think I could hate him more. This is crazy. I'm glad you had to do hot ones twice for fucking nothing, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I didn't know that my heart was capable of this kind of hate, but apparently it is. Speaking of evil, sinister, Troy, take it away. (laughs) Okay, so one thing that we forgot to talk about, and I wrote it down. I don't know how I forgot to bring it up, but um, Tupac's murderer was just arrested and put in jail. And it seems like Diddy, I don't think Diddy can wiggle his way out of this one. So I'm just going to like give a quick little synopsis of like what is going on. So this documentary just came out recently called Murder Rap, which all of this sort of revolves around. And in the documentary, they talk about how Tupac's mom um, reopened his murder trial in 2006 because she felt like there was something weird going on. And when she did that, she also sued the, uh, the police department for $500 million. And when she did that, they discovered that Diddy was linked to Tupac's death in a way that they had not figured out before. So when the case was reopened, this guy, Greg Carding, who was the detective that put all this together, basically discovered that Diddy had put a $1 million hit out on Tupac and Suge Knight. He wanted them both dead. And Carding claimed that Diddy had gang ties in LA and that he hired a bunch of Crips to carry out this hit for him. Um, this is the quote. It says, uh, Carding claims that Tupac was killed by Cribs gang members, Orlando Baby Lane Anderson. He alleges that the original carried out by Keith D, but plans were changed at the last minute after they unexpectedly pulled up on the wrong side of Tupac's vehicle. So Keith's nephew carried out the hit instead, killing Tupac and injuring Suge Knight. And it says, interestingly enough, Baby Lane also got into a fist fight with Tupac in Vegas at a casino right before, which that footage is like very, very uh, famous, like clip of him fighting in the casino. Mm-hmm. So then Diddy was recently on The Breakfast Club and Charlemagne asked him straight up, were you involved in Tupac's death? And his response was so uncomfortable. It almost like, you know when somebody is like uncomfortable and it makes you uncomfortable to watch it? Mm-hmm. That's, I almost couldn't sit through him responding. Like it was just so awkward. And his response was, quote, we don't talk about things that are nonsense. We don't entertain nonsense. 
with all due respect, and I do appreciate you as a journalist asking, thank you. Um, that's a weird response for, did you murder someone? You could just say no. Yeah, like that was a really weird, it's like, you'd think you'd be better at lying by now. Um, And apparently it just came out today, like the breaking news at this moment at like 5.30 on the 17th is that Diddy called Tupac's stepbrother to tell him that he didn't murder Tupac I guess so that his stepbrother would like be public would like say it, which he did. And now it's all somehow it's all over the news immediately that Tupac wasn't involved because he called his brother and said so. You guys can't see me, but I'm my face is contorted. Like what? What? (laughs) Diddy has had so much heat on him this year. I do not know how nothing has happened yet. I know, I know, but I think that this is, I don't know if you can get past this one. I mean, especially with him having like, I mean, he's on a press tour right now for an album Mm -hmm. at the same time that he's being accused of murder. And haven't people always thought he was involved anyway? Oh yeah. Yeah, because I remember, I, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but my brother would always be like, oh, it was like, it was Well, at the time he was Puff Daddy, but he always said it was Puff Daddy who did it. Yeah. If you watch, um, I watch a lot of Vlad TV interviews and so many people, I mean, Keith, I think Vlad is re-airing his interview with Keith right now from years ago where he talked about his involvement in it. And like so many people have said that Diddy was involved in it. And I don't know if it's out of like fear or, you know, being threatened or like what the deal is, like why it's never like really stuck. But the people who know, know that he was definitely involved. There's no denying it. Um, and they also, an interesting thing from that documentary was they talked about how like Faith Evans was informed of the hit being put out and like she knew, you know? Um, so it's like, this it's just really bad. It's really, really bad. Like, I don't know if you can come back from this one. Good for us. Terrible for him as he deserves. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm anxious to see how this plays out because like he has to do press right now. I know. And it's like. And I feel like the shows that he goes on aren't Regis and (laughs) Regis and Kelly. Jesus, what year is it? It's not like Mark and Kelly. It's not the Today Show. They're not these people who would just throw him softball questions right like the fact that he went on the breakfast club that's fucking crazy that is very stupid because you know Charlemagne is like a dog with a bone I mean knowing that he's coming like I can't believe maybe it was already booked and planned and he you know couldn't get out of I don't know but as of right now I just don't know how you can get out of it like the the man who did it is literally saying you paid me like you know what I mean it's not a rumor it's not alleged it's the person who's in prison right now who was just on trial saying yeah he was involved that is so crazy I'm excited for the downfall of Diddy and I'm excited that you predicted it at the end of last year I know I I, I can't believe that it's happening I didn't think this would be the thing but you know whatever whatever works (laughs) 
you know, we'll take Justice for Aubrey O'Day. I got to text Aubrey after this. Well, (laughs) now this is really the end of the podcast. Yeah. We will not be coming back in the next five minutes with another update. We will, though. And just so you guys know, we have stopped recording at 5.34 p.m. Eastern on October 17th. So any updates after this time will have to be for next week. (laughs) You're right. Um, thank you for allowing us to prolong this episode. We love you very much. And we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.